recording live from Ann Arbor, Michigan. This is The Journey On Up, presented by State Street Title, a podcast with the market's leading real estate professionals for real estate professionals. I am your host, James Nichols. Welcome to The Journey On Up. Hello, thank you guys for joining us today on the episode of on this episode of Journey On Up, presented by State Street Title. My name is James Nichols, and I am the Ann Arbor Title Guy. Today we have Tim Donner with Ross Mortgage in uh, Brighton, Michigan. Tim, thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Tim and I have known each other for a few years now. Um, I could say one of the most knowledgeable men um, in the mortgage industry, specifically with social media and a lot of different loan programs that most agents and most buyers don't really know a lot about. Um, How long have you been in the mortgage industry? Uh, Just three years, actually. Three short years, huh? Three short years. It seems like forever, but yeah, it's three three short years. What what do you think has changed most since you started three years ago till now? Oh, changed the most. Um, Really... I think it's been like the competitive nature that's really come in and it's not it's not to say that mortgages and you know the mortgage industry has not been competitive it always has been but um, you know just the way that it's kind of taken a turn here within the last even 12 to to 18 months um, you know there's there's a lot less food out there for the sharks you know what I mean (laughs) so you know, there's there's just a lot of things that we have to deal with that we didn't have to, um, you know, previously because people are having to do, you know, a lot more unique things to, to get that business. So um, it's been interesting for yeah. sure. Yeah. What got you into the mortgage industry? Oh, man, that's that's a story that I love to tell. And that's it's my favorite story ever. And uh, I love to tell it because, you know, facts tell, but stories sell. So I love that. Yeah, yeah. So um, how I got into it, um, you know, years ago, I graduated from Western Michigan in 2011. And uh, I had a job waiting for me when I was out of college. And I went right into underwriting. I was underwriting car loans for uh, TD Auto Finance, actually. Yep. And uh, I was loving my job. Switched over to Ally, had a better, uh, you know, growth opportunity there, uh, but was still underwriting. I was doing very well for myself and, you know, 25 came around and I was tired of moving from apartment to apartment every yeah. single year when, when my leases were up and finding new roommates and just kind of battling that whole thing. And I was in a good spot. I'd saved up enough money to where I thought I could do it. So um, I got out, started kind of looking around. I'd obviously never done that before at yeah. 25 years old. So um started looking around a little bit you know did what every other person i'm assuming my age group does is i hopped online and um you know started figuring out how to get a mortgage first and uh so i ended up um going through uh a you know a, a national lender who's based here locally and i was working with them and um you know, I had found a house that I really liked and I was under contract and kind of a long story short was, uh, you know, some things weren't really going the way that I was hoping. And, you know, the, the straw that kind of broke the camel's back for me was, um, you know, I got a call at about nine o'clock in the morning on a Monday yep. and somebody from the team over there said, Hey, everything's going great. Fantastic. You know, we're getting ready to wrap this thing up. So I'm all excited, you know, thinking that I'm just a week or two away from being a homeowner. Hell yeah. And, uh, then just a few hours later, early afternoon, 
I get a call from somebody completely different, never spoken to them before at all. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's blowing up. Like we're in trouble, you know, there's some issues. And and so I'm, I'm panicking at this point, you know? So I called my agent and I was like, hey, you know, I just got a call randomly and they're saying now that I'm like in danger of losing this house that it, that we're under contract for. And so um, I reached out to him, I told him that and he was like, well, I know that you were with this company and, and whatnot, but, um, and I don't want to step on their toes, but you know, I do have another lender that I primarily work with. Um, he's a great guy, very good at what he does. You know, if you'd like to get a second opinion, um, you know, he would love to talk to you. So I was like, well, you know, what the hell at this point? You know, if I'm in danger of losing the house anyways, it, it couldn't hurt. Yeah. So I reached out to him and, and uh, you know, from the time that I signed my application with him to the day that I closed, uh, it was like 13 or 14 days, you know. Wow. And not only did they solve that problem and all the problems that I was having, but they did it in like two weeks. You know, I, I closed on almost the exact same day that I would have closed with the other company. And then they picked it up in pieces in the middle of it. Wow. So it was one of those things where I had an amazing experience working with them. And at the end of that, I'd kind of just had that aha moment where I was just, you know, cause at that point and you know, I'm thinking at 25, you know, do I really know what I want to do with the rest of my life and blah, 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 and things like that. So, but that was kind of one of those like finger snap moments where I was like, that's at least how I want to make people yep. feel, you know, like I want to help people mm-hmm. in the same way that I was helped. So I continued to underwrite for another year, kept in contact with my loan officer. Um, and then at one point I just got tired of being chained to my desk and yeah. wanted to be on the sales side and get out and build relationships and meet people and, and hang out with my friends all day, basically. <laughs> so, uh, I contacted my loan officer and, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I could always use a, another guy. So I went to work for him. That's and awesome. And he's still my uh, branch manager to this day. That's crazy. Yeah, Jason Sprague, he he helped me get into my house and still my branch manager to this that's day. Awesome. So yeah. mentor. It went from a, a lender to a mentor. Exactly. That's amazing. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Yep. You know, it's, it's funny because a lot of the times when things go wrong in a transaction is when it's the perfect opportunity to provide that extra value and to really provide an amazing experience that wouldn't have happened if things didn't go wrong. A hundred percent. You know, I mean, so many people freeze up when things go wrong. They don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They panic. Yep. They don't communicate or they over communicate. It's like, no, it, this is a great opportunity for us to really provide a great experience because things are supposed to go wrong, especially with the, exactly with the everything. Everything's an opportunity at that exactly. point. You know, it's, it's uh, knowing how to manage expectations and managing fear and kind of really being even keel the whole mm-hmm. time. And, and one thing that I, I tell my clients every time that I'm working with them now even is that, you know, I tend to warn them up front. I, you know, they're all excited and they're about to get into this house yeah. and, you know, they're just all smiles and stuff. And I, I look them in the eye and I say, hey, like, there's a really good chance that something's going to happen. And you're going to panic yep. or you're going to freak out or you're going to have questions. Just know that I'm here to help you navigate anything that comes up. There's a list. I, one of my old mentors, Doug Cataray from Success Mortgage Partners, gave me a list one time. There's like 200 things on this list that could possibly go wrong wow. in a mortgage transaction. Wow. You know, and 
by law of large numbers, you're probably going to hit one of them. At least. You know, so it's just about, you know, managing their fears and expectations mm-hmm. and, you know, hand-holding like we were talking about before the yeah. cast and and uh, just being there for them. Exactly. So I mean, when I was in the car business, they'd always tell you that the customer will always mimic what he sees or, or she sees from the salesperson or from the mortgage lender. Exactly. If you're panicking, if you're losing your composure, they're going to do the same. Because you're the expert. Exactly. Yep. Um, you know, going back to, uh, to when Jason hired you and, and you worked for, with, with Jason mm-hmm. your whole career, has he taught you most, mostly everything about the mortgage industry or how have you gained the knowledge you have about the industry itself? Well, I've, I've always taken the approach of, um, I mean, the short answer would be yes. You know, he he has been my biggest mentor, and uh, you know, my biggest influence on how I I run my business. Mm-hmm. And just watching him, you know, he's got you know almost twenty years in the business wow. now, and so you know, I always kind of. I like the old adage of you know, if you want to be successful at something find somebody that's successful at what you want to do and copy them. Yep. You know what I mean? So I did that with him. Um, You know, I learned a lot from him, but I kind of like to, you know, what makes him good at his business isn't necessarily what's going to make me good at mine. I do have to find a piece within myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had a lot of great mentors, you know, just in my three short years. You know, we started off at Success Mortgage Partners and I was there for two and a half years and I absolutely loved it. I have nothing but great things to say about that company. Um, you know, Vince Lee, Owen Lee, yep. um, father-son combination, Kevin Broden, the owners, they're fantastic people. Um, one of my mentors that I had over there, Doug Catteray, I can't speak highly enough about. He's just, he's so awesome. He did a lot of coaching with me during my time there um, that I still, you know, implement in my business yeah. today. So, um, but the biggest thing that those two have really been able to do for me is to, you know, figure out what makes me good at being me almost, exactly. you know, finding so, your strengths. Right. So there, there's something to copying somebody that's doing something well, but mm-hmm. that's like making your phone calls when you're supposed to make your phone calls. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But it's not, Jason, tell me what to say on the phone, you I know, because you got to be yourself. Yep. So, you know, they give you the, the, the ground rules and the fundamentals of what you need to do, when you need to do it, and how you need to do it. And exactly. Then it's, it's foundation. Exactly. Yep. What's going into, you know, how you talked about moving from Success Mortgage Partners to Ross Mortgage, what was the process like? And if you could give any advice to lenders who are thinking about moving or have just recently moved um, companies, what piece of advice would you give them? Well, the process for me was pretty smooth. Okay. It was, for me, it was quite literally... Um, you know, I shut the lights off at five one day at success and turned them on the next morning with Ross. You know, the licensing transfer is not really all that in depth. Okay. Um, just takes a day or so, a day or two. Um, yeah, so it, it's really not as bad because. You know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I got a giant pipeline. You know, there's never really a true downtime that, you know, would be good for me to move or anything like that. And it's really not that bad. Um, you know, there was a transitional period where I was working on 
you know, new things at Ross, but I was actually still working to close things and help close things that were going on at Success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you can't just rip a bunch of contracts yeah. over to a new company. It's not really how it works. Yeah. Um, so there is kind of that you know, month-long meshing period um, where you're trying to tie up all, all the ends and everything. Um, but, I mean, overall, it's it's really not that bad. It's uh, it's a quick quick transfer. That's awesome. Yeah. Some agents, when they do their, their switch, it's much more complicated because of all the branding, because of all the different... Sure. Um, however, with with a, or with lenders, it's, it's not. It doesn't seem like it's that much of a complicated process. Then, no, it's it's really not. I mean, you know, Ross was amazing at our our transfer over. They did everything that they could to help us um, make that switch. Um, you know, the first day that I walked in there, you know, they had already had like business cards for me with awesome. my my transferred NMLS number and. Um, already had like you know branded material for me and they have you know already had me in their systems and everything so ross made it very very easy for me to to just really kind of pick up because nobody wants to have to grind their business to a halt and pick up again after they learn how to do all this sort of stuff or whatever it may be you know they're they were they were right there, you know. They rolled out the red carpet for us, and, and it awesome. was much appreciated for That's sure. Awesome. What are some of the advantages that you would say of working with yourself? Working with myself, you know, I have a special relationship with all of the clients that I work with, just because of the fact, just because of the gravity of the situation. You know, it's like we were kind of you know um, talking about before we started the podcast. Uh, you know these people need somebody to give them direction and it's it's the largest purchase that 99 percent of the people out there are going to make in their lifetime so they want that relationship and they want to know that they can call you at seven o'clock at night because they have a question or you know get a hold of you on a saturday because they see they're standing on the front steps of you know their new home and they got to put this offer in you know like it's a reliable factor but you know going back to the relationship thing um doug cattery my my mentor when i was at at success um he had a really cool way of putting it that that i still utilize is you know i call it the triangle of trust you know so one of my whole one of my goals to to very basically drill it down is that i want to work hard enough to where that client is compelled to go back to their agent and say thank you that's awesome thank you for referring me to tim and what that does is that creates that triangle of trust and it strengthens every relationship so they go back to the agent and say thank you well what has that done that has now strengthened the relationship between the agent and the client that has strengthened my relationship with that client and the agent and in turn strengthens my relationship with the agent so so you're just you're providing more value to the client and to the agent without them spending an extra dollar value is everything because you know in today's world in social media and the way that the internet you know impacts our lives and everything um 
you know, you can go online and learn how to do just about anything you want to learn how to do. So you kind of have to go that extra mile and provide that value that they can't get on their own. Exactly. You know? No, you're exactly right. And based off of a quality experience that a client got because they were referred to by their agent, that allows the more probability for the client to refer not only you, but the agent as well to their friends, Absolutely. which just helps helps everybody. Absolutely. Um, I love that triangle of trust. That's a fantastic yep. formula there. Now, let me ask you this. I ask this to a lot of the people that I talk to. If your clients could describe you in one sentence or one word, what do you think that they would say? Oh, it's passionate. Passionate? It's absolutely passionate. That? And I'm, I'm quick on that because, you know, I am passionate and I hate to, to beat a dead horse, but, you know, t- going back to a to how I got into the mortgage industry and you know the way that I was treated at that first mortgage company that I worked at or not worked at I'm sorry but went through to get mm-hmm. my mortgage and uh, you know the the feelings that I felt um, and I was just a 25 year old kid at that point yeah. like life wasn't going to end if, if that fell through but for some people it could you know mm-hmm. like they're maybe they're moving here from Arizona because they just got transferred from their job they got to be in a place that they've never been to before 2,000 miles away from their family they're not exactly happy about it they got to start a new school mm-hmm. whatever you know it's it's an emotional process yeah, it is. so I'm passionate about making that process you know not only as easy as possible but an enjoyable one too mm-hmm. you know and and just trying to eliminate a lot of the headaches that that people get during this process i mean it's a so, journey you know i was it is. i recently just purchased a home and the entire from the start the first home you look at when you log online until the closing date mm-hmm. it's a journey and it's ups and downs throughout the entire process absolutely and having someone that you can enjoy working with just makes it 10 times easier, a lot less stress. Well, Um, and even like, you know, from that, the agent perspective, you know, and like they got to get out and show a ton of houses and, you know, a lot of times, not always, but you know, people more often than not are moving for a reason. There's mm -hmm. not a whole lot of people, um, or it's at least a minority percentage for sure that move just for the sake of moving. Yep. You know, there's a reason why people are moving. You know, they they want to go from two-story to ranch or they got to go from this city to that city. They want to be closer to work. They want to be closer to school, whatever. It doesn't matter the reason. It's just they, they have one. So it's it's just kind of, you know, important when – they're getting out and they're looking at these homes and then all of a sudden they're not finding exactly what they're looking for. They're getting discouraged. Mm-hmm. You know, these these are the things that we're trying to curb a little bit. I get that. Yeah, I mean, just getting out in front of it, like you said, setting expectations, letting them understand what they're going to go through yeah. makes the process that much easier right. long term. Now, you, you talked a lot about switching from success to Ross Mortgage. What does Ross Mortgage offer that other mortgage companies don't? Well, I would say our service, and don't get me wrong, our service is is 100% top-notch, but it's funny, my... Uh, the president of our company, Tim Pascarella, he always uh, he always says uh, you can't sell service, um, which is totally true because nobody knows what your service is like until they use you. Exactly. So, so um from that aspect, you know, we're we're kind of right in that sweet spot. You know, we are a locally family-owned company that's been 
in business since 1949. Wow. Like this is going to be what our 70th year now that 2019 is going to be our 70th year in business. That's crazy. You know, the Ross family, um, they're fantastic. Tim Ross, uh, you know, the owner and operator, he's, he's an incredible guy. The first time that I met him after we made the move, I knew that I was going to work for the right man. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, his dad, his dad is still like in his eighties, doesn't have like a direct, you know, hand in the business anymore, but he still comes in two, three times a week, hangs out, reads the paper and and does his thing. So (laughs) it's, uh, it's, it's very cool to be a part of, um, and you know, and and we have like a bunch of products and a bunch of niche products and and things like that. But you know, it's not the product in today's market. You know, it's not the product. It's not the pricing that's that's going to get you the deals anymore. Exactly. You know, it's it's uh, the relationships that we build, uh, the type of company that we have, uh, being locally owned is is super important mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of reasons. So um, yeah, that would that would be my wow. What have they done to help you launch your career? Oh, gosh. Uh, The training platforms that they have, um, you know, and the continuing education, the resources that I have just from, um, you know, other loan officers uh, in the company, um, you know, with incredible amounts of experience. Um, And that's one thing that I've learned, too, in, in... trying to mold my business and you know I have only been in the business for three years but you know I'm a I'm a workhorse and you know I know a lot of of loan officers that have been doing it for you know 30 35 years and you know one thing that I want to say and especially when you're looking at me and you might say well he only had he doesn't have a whole lot of experience at three years and they're right Mm -hmm. you know they're right but don't ever mistake experience for competence because there are a lot of loan officers out there that have somehow been doing it for as long as they have. <laughs> but, you know, I, I truly feel that that me in my short time, you know, I have a lot to offer there. And, that, and Ross really kind of supports that with a lot of who they surround you with. Okay. You know, and there's a lot of experience there um you know they've helped me launch my career with different ways you know they're they have a lot more technology that they offer um i have apps and things like that so it just basically the support is you know to drill it down that's awesome you know having the support from the top down from the people especially the other lenders in your company i mean from in a car business my perspective Mm -hmm. everybody was against each other it was a cutthroat industry every salesperson right do you feel the same way for in your company with the mortgage lenders there other lenders that they fighting and scrapping over deals or are they trying to put you in a better position to help the client and help the company Within my company, within Correct. Ross Mortgage, 100% supportive of one another. That's awesome. I can call any one of the loan officers that I work with, different branches, different areas, even if we overlap and, and work in some of the same areas, whatever it may be, 100% supportive. Because, you know, we want to grow the company, mm-hmm. right? So... Everyone is for everybody and shares anything that's working for them. You know, we just had in January, we just had our annual sales conference. It was a very fun time getting out there, kind of bouncing ideas off of one another and and things like that. So, 
yeah it's and they they promote helping one another for That's sure awesome. yeah what would you say you provide specifically to agents that would position yourself as a resource not only when it comes to what your company provides but you specifically with your knowledge what do you think that agents value the most of what you can provide to them um for me i think it's you know and we're going to get into a little bit later but i've taken a a specific direction in renovation products and it's not to say that i don't do conventional or I don't do FHA or rural development or VA or anything like that. It's just I'm taking a keen interest in this specifically because, you know, I've spent the last couple of months really researching how this tool can be utilized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the first three years, if there's one thing that I've learned um, in the first three years of this business is that a lot of the really successful people are really really good at one or two things yep you know they're just head and shoulders above the rest in just one or two things you know there's a guy in my office mike fisher who runs uh military mortgage boot camp yep. which i don't know if you're familiar with or not but yes, I am. um yeah so he runs that and you know a, a vast majority of his business is va not to say he doesn't take a conventional loan or anything yep. like that but he is the VA guy. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And so after kind of kicking it around for a while, I was like, you know, I really think that, you know, going out and trying to sell, hey, I'm the best at everything mm-hmm. is, that's not how, how it's going to get me and my foot in the door. Yep. You know, so what I want to do and what I've started doing is, you know, getting into that specialization and after kind of looking to see what fits my personality best, what fits my selling style best, uh, my knowledge base the best, um, you know, the FHA 203K, the Fannie Mae home style, and the VA renovation loan, you know, kind of encompasses, is under that umbrella of renovation loans. That's it for me because I've seen how it's misinterpreted misunderstood uh you know you mentioned 203k to an agent and they just like throw up the cross in front of you and say get out of my office or something but yeah, that's funny. um it's just a, a lack of education though yeah is all it misunderstanding is. yeah so let's go ahead and talk talk about the 203k loan then okay obviously it's something that you have passion for you want to start putting your stamp on exactly um go ahead and talk more about that then if you like the 203k loan is is my favorite of the three um and there's reasons behind that 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 i can get into but yeah so the reason why i chose you know renovation loans and whatnot again is because i think that it's it's underserviced or it's underserved i should say uh, misunderstood and after looking into it and doing the research and studying up and even getting a little bit of experience you know i've closed a couple of them now i I really believe that it is the most valuable tool that every real estate agent has that they don't even know about. Really? I do. And the reason being is that most people just think, you know, when they hear 203K, you know, like I said, they throw up the cross, but it's because it's because they, when they think 203K, they immediately see a complete gut of a house you know a a giant renovation product or project that they may have to put 
incredible amount of money in and it's going to take forever and that's that's what's in their mind right but there's there's things about it that are way simpler than that it doesn't have to be overcomplicated, and it can really be utilized in much simpler ways that can actually make the agents more money and really? what yeah because you know in, in the way that i kind of you know word it and phrase it to agents is you know i'll ask you know what what's your number one money making activity is it out driving around every single weekend or at night or missing your kids baseball game showing houses is it showing 20 houses before you finally land on one no that's not a money making activity at all in fact you're losing money because you're burning gas and all this kind of stuff right what if you could you what if you had knowledge of this product to where you could utilize it to cut that down to only having to show two houses Mm -hmm. five six or seven wow you know what I mean? Because think about it. There's two different types of 203K loans. There's, there is the 203K limited yep. and then the 203K standard. And the difference between the two, um, there's, a, there's a lot to it, but really it basically boils down to how much you're utilizing as far as uh, you know the renovation portion. So the cap on that is 35000 it's thirty five thousand in repairs. Um, so if it if it reaches that, then you automatically flip into a standard, and then there's a, a few more things to it. You have to hire a HUD consultant, and and uh, there's a little bit more red tape to cut there. Okay. But where it can be utilized um, most effectively, in my opinion, is in that standard range, so thirty five thousand or less. And where I'm kind of going with this is, so imagine this: imagine you're an agent, right? And you're out showing homes, and you know the the clients. You know, I think I think the last statistics I saw, um, you know, home buyers typically have between seven and nine, you know, must-have type check marks on what they're looking for in a yeah. house. So, you know, when you're out showing homes, every home's different, and you know, a lot of location has to do with it. Um, you know, the home type, one story, two story, whatever, whatever it may be. So imagine you're an agent, you're out there, you're showing homes. Rather than having to show them 20 to finally find that home that checks off five boxes of the nine, why don't we show them two that checks off seven or eight? Right. And the way that we can do that is imagine this. So buyer walks into a house and they're like, wow, this is an amazing house. I love it. It's in, you know, it's on the cul-de-sac. We want it at the dead-end street. It's in the school district. It's got the two stories, perfect amount of bedrooms, but the kitchen needs updating. Or I really want a finished basement. Mm -hmm. So let's get back into your gas-guzzling SUV and trek around town and find me that finished basement that looks exactly like this house. You know what I mean? Exactly. Well, instead of doing that, you know, I've been trying to train my agents to ask that question. Hey, you love this house. You know, it's in the neighborhood that you wanted to be in. It's on that dead end street and it's in the school district. You got all the home or all the bedrooms that you need. You know, if let's say if it did have that kitchen that you want, would you be would you put an offer in on this house? Well, yeah, yeah of course. Right. 
awesome. I've got a product that can do that for you. That's fantastic. Right? So, you know, the 203K, the basics of it in a nutshell is, you know, it encompasses the purchase price of the house and the cost of renovations into one loan. Seems too good to be true. You would think so, but... You know, as long as you're utilizing it in the right way and going through somebody that's experienced, it really is that simple. Super easy. Now, yeah. what, um, obviously there's some stipulations to every loan, um, sure. especially something like this. What are some of the things that need to be cleared or, I'm trying to, I can't think of the right word, stipulations, regulations, requirements, I should say. Guidelines. Exit guidelines, perfect. Yeah. What so, guidelines need to be done? So, they're, again, they're kind of separated into that, you know, 203K limited and 203K standard with the, you know, the, the major benchmark being that 35000 in repairs. And that's one thing that I do want to warn is that's thirty five in total. One of the beautiful things about the 203K loan is that you can finance you know inside of your repair costs and like the loan amount for repairs you can finance things like um you know the title checks because the you know every time that something's completed uh there has to be title work redone uh to see if anybody's put additional liens on the house or whatever so you can finance that into the loan okay you can finance you know permits and things like that so really that thirty five thousand in the grand scheme of things you really want to plan closer to to 28,000, in repairs because when you start adding that additional stuff, mm-hmm. that's where you can inch closer to that 35,000. When we what we've seen sometimes is you know, people will be like, "Hey, I got a bid for 35 grand. Awesome, let's do this." Well, you know, once you add in your permits and your title and all that type of stuff, now you're over that 35 triggers into yeah. a a standard, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's just again a lot of extra steps. Take. Yeah, you have to hire a HUD consultant at that point. That can get a little costly. Sometimes um, that's now, could usually... Could they pay that difference out of pocket? Like if it's 38000 could they pay the extra three grand out of pocket or does that jump up and, and still make it to a standard? Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. But still, if you try to use a loan so you don't have to pay much out of pocket. Exactly. Okay. Right. Um, now, do they need a specific type of contractor or if my brother does some stuff on the side, can he can he do this stuff as well? Yeah, so they have to be not only a licensed contractor, but they have to be um, approved through Ross. Okay. So if it's somebody that's using a first time, we have a panel, or not necessarily a panel, but we have a lot of contractors that are already um, approved with us. But if they if if a client finds somebody that is not, uh, it's a very simple uh, type of packet that they can fill out maybe takes a day or so and okay. they can get back to us and and we'll get them approved to use. And then once you do it once, you're approved forever for, for good. So you don't have to do it every single time you want to do an FHA 203K through us. Wow. You see what I'm saying? That, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a, I know that when I, when I bought my, my home, um, we were, wanted to put some money in, renovate the bathroom, put another bathroom in downstairs, kind of sure. finish the basement. Yeah. Luckily, we had enough money saved to handle that issue. Right. But... Not, I didn't know about that program until after, uh, until after I purchased the home. Yeah, would have yeah. loved to be able to keep the money in my pocket and have just a little bit more on the loan. Now, is the insurance not the insurance rate, but is the interest rate higher on these types of loans? Yeah, so the interest rate is a little bit higher on those. Okay, um, just because you know there's. 
there's a lot of moving parts at that point, you know, and a little bit more risk factor, I guess you could say, because now you're you're adding new elements such as, you know, construction mm-hmm. and, and, you know, your contractors and things like that. But uh, it's it's really not as bad as you would think. Excellent. Payments are pretty comparable. Yeah. But, you know, one of the – and just to kind of jump back a little bit to, to something that – is really beneficial is, you know, one of the best parts about the 203K program or any of the renos for that matter is it allows for um, an after completion value. So really? when you when your appraiser goes out, you purchase a home, right? And you want to do some 203K work to it. You want to put that extra bad, or bathroom in or whatever it may be. That appraiser goes out there and basically gives what's called uh, a subject to appraisal, which is something that in a standard transaction, we all always hope that we don't get because <laughs> yeah. we don't want to have to fix anything if we don't have to. But yep. we know that's coming in a 203K. So they'll give us what's called a subject to appraisal. And what that basically means is if you add this bathroom or if you finish the basement, this is what the home is going to be worth. Wow. And that's what we can lend on. Wow. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yeah. It's really fantastic. Wow. Now, this seems like a no-brainer for people who are in real estate investment. Mm-hmm. Are real estate investors qualified for these types of loans? It's kind of a weird lean. Uh, I'm going to say 90% no. <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying that is I'll explain is um, I have seen investors utilize this product, but you know, standard guidelines still do apply. Like FHA does not allow for second homes. Okay. So, you know, you can't have a guy who you know, lives in his primary residence, flips homes and uses an, and wants to use the 203k to flip a house. Makes like sense. you can't, you can't do that. You have to, to get the 203k, you have to be buying the house to use as your permanent or residence. your primary residence. Got it. So what, you know, in a little bit of a workaround, what I have seen people do, you know, if you don't mind moving, I've seen people who want to get into the house, They'll live in it for six months or whatever they need to to fix it up the way they want it, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll sell, sell it. it and move into a different house. It's That's not so the most ideal <laughs> way to be yeah, an investor, but I have I have seen those wow. scenarios. Yes. Wow. Now speaking of that, uh, moving into the home when the construction's when it's under construction, uh-huh. is there a time frame that the work needs to be done after the yep. close of the home? What does that look like? Yeah, so work has to start within 30 days of closing. Okay. Okay. It has to be completed within six months. So 30 days from closing has to be completed within six months. It's a really, you know, unless you have a terrible contractor who's not showing up and and things like that, um, you know, six months... You know, outside of building a brand new house from scratch, you should be able to complete anything you need to within six months. More than enough time. Yeah. I had a few agents when I talked to about this program about <laughs> mentioning that you're going to be on the on the cast. They asked about credit score. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific credit score that threshold that they are able to qualify for this loan or non-qualified? Yeah. So with me specifically, and this is one of the great things about FHA 203K as well, is a lot of the standard FHA requirements are still in place. Okay. You know, so 
the one thing is that we like to see, you know, I got to be above 620 mm-hmm. to to do the 203K, okay. which is still considerably lower and can help yep. help some people there. So that is one of the added benefits. Um, but yeah, it's with just a standard 203B, which is a regular, you know, uh, FHA purchase, um, you know, we can drop down to 580, uh, but in that in the 203k when you're talking about you know renovation and whatnot we we got to be a little bit higher so so what's the debt income ratio look like for that too is that is there any requirements or, or uh, nope very uh it's it's all the same as is standard fha so you can you know we've seen them into the 40s um even as high as uh you know i i believe don't quote me on it i haven't done one personally but i believe that we've gotten one done right around 50 percent wow. Yeah. So. What's the average just among all the loans that you've done for debt to income ratio? I'm just curious. Um, I would say most people hover in that, you know, 40 to 45 range. Okay. Yeah. What if, if for instance, right now we're going under, we're still under con- our construction at our home that I just purchased. Sure. Um, it's been about three months since I, I'm, we bought the home. Um, we've moved in. And it's not an issue. Before, when we, they were working on both levels of the house, we couldn't move in. Mm-hmm. For people who are looking at renovating and need to get out of their current situation right away, what do those people do, or tip, what do those home buyers typically do while the home is under construction? Where do they live? Is there a certain situation that uh, will the loan cover any uh, apartment or or rentals at all um, while they're living uh, or waiting for the, the home to, to finish? Nothing really, unfortunately, like that. Um, but what they can do as an alternative is in in some cases and under certain circumstances, depending on, you know, whether you're doing limited or, or standard or whatever it may be, but there are some instances where you can actually roll in uh, a specific number of your mortgage payment into the loan so that it's okay. covered for a short time. So if you need that, you know, that that cash flow freed up for you to to be in a motel or whatever you mm-hmm. know a short-term lease um you could utilize that okay so there yeah. are options then there are, there are definitely options what are the down payment options out there for the 203k loans 203k is standard for uh it, same thing as the 203b the the standard fha purchase it's three and a half percent down okay um and it's three and a half percent down of the purchase price plus the renovation costs. So if you purchase the house for eighty thousand, you're putting twenty thousand into it, um, and you're borrowing. So you're borrowing a total of a hundred. Mm-hmm. It'd be three and a half percent of a hundred thousand. Okay. So. So it'll be okay. That makes sense then. Yeah. One of the agents that I had talked to about this particular product, um, they asked or they've heard, they've never had a, a deal go through with a 203K loan or mm-hmm. had had the opportunity for one, but they've heard that it's a lot more paperwork and a lot more tedious and it takes longer for a loan to kind of come to fruition and, and close. Is that true or or what are the uh, pros and or what are the cons when it comes to... I'm going to say that's true when you're utilizing somebody that, quite frankly, doesn't know what they're doing. Okay. Yes, it is a little bit longer of a process. You're probably looking at closer to 45 days okay. to close this type of, of loan. And that's just because the added steps of you know getting contractor bids and, yep. and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing that I really wanted to hammer on was, you know, there's there's 
three pillars that are really, really important to this is um, you have to have an agent who, if they're not educated, willing to get educated on, on the 203K and how, how that works. Um, you need a, a lender who, like myself, specializes in mm-hmm. 203Ks because there's a lot of people out there that offer it but they don't see a whole lot of it because they probably don't really want to deal with it. Um, And then all of a sudden one falls in their lap and they're like, well, I'll wing it and and hope that I close, you (laughs) know? Um, And that's where you run into trouble. Um, And the third pillar to that too, and and this is really probably the the most important one um, right up there with the lender being experienced is uh, you got to find yourself a contractor that, has done 203k work before or or is at least familiar with how the process works um because there's a lot of delays and things that come up when you know even the contractors are are not educated you know because you know if you're if if you're in a major project and you know you're you're doing a fifty thousand dollar remodel of some sort yeah um you got contractors out there you know, in the 203K standard, there is, uh, you know, up to five draws, you know, so once uh, steps are completed, you know, then they can they can draw the money okay. that, that needs to be utilized. So, uh, and if you're not familiar with that sort of stuff, it's, it's weird to you, I get right? that, yeah. Because, you know, if you're a general contractor and you're doing somebody's basement or if you're whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, generally those clients are probably either A, paying cash yep. or B, um, you know, home equity line or uh, like a home improvement type loan, which, you know, you don't, you're not dealing with the draws at that point. Yep. So it, you, you got to get yourself a, a contractor that knows the process, knows the system um, so that they're not like, well, I'm going to stop working until I figure this this part out or the lender is is doing this like it can get very sticky very very quickly um if if that's the case so it's imperative to have the right people in the right places to make sure that this loan goes through in a smooth manner absolutely because you got to remember it is a specialized loan yep you know you're doing it for a specific reason it's not uh it's not just to get into your next house it's to get into your next house and make it the way that you want to make it. exactly now you have up to 60 seconds of open mic time what would you like to share about yourself your your company or more of the loans that you'd like to talk about well i mean i really again i i really appreciate the opportunity to be on this podcast mm-hmm. and i was really looking forward to uh you know helping educate people on the 203k loan uh kind of the direction and path that i'm headed down um there's a lot of work for me to do uh, to to kind of blaze that path and, and help people understand because, you know, like I said, the, I, I truly think that that is the best tool that real estate agents don't even really know that they have um, because, again, they just see 203K or, or Fannie Mae Homestyle. They see any sort of renovation as oh my God, it's a project. It's going to take forever to close. It's a hassle. I don't want to deal with it. And it's really just about changing the stigma, changing the culture and changing the understanding and education to let people know that, you know, it is a tool that can help you find your house quicker, check more boxes off of what you're looking for in your next home. Because now you have access to update that kitchen, add that third bathroom finish your basement um you know there's three really good examples of 
of where it can be utilized and you know the first one is it's one of my favorites <clears throat> i didn't do this loan personally but you know i have a great mentor for the 203k in our president tim yep. pascarella he made a living off of 203ks i think in 2012 he said he did over 200 of wow. them in a year yeah wow. so he's very knowledgeable about it and he was telling a story uh one of the great things about 203k that differentiates it from say even the fannie mae home style conventional product is that it has like it, it actually has a 10 percent buffer on that appraisal really so yeah so just for a quick example let's say you do all this work um or you, you want to get this house right um for and they have it listed at a hundred thousand so you offer a hundred thousand mm-hmm. <clears throat> well um, and this is not with a 203K. Let's say you're doing just a regular FHA. Uh, so you put an offer in, great, accepted. Go to do the appraisal. Well, the appraisal comes back at 95. Well, I don't have the extra cash. I don't have the extra 5,000 to put down. So what do I got to do? I got to go to the seller, right? Yep. So I go to the seller and, well, they don't have the room to negotiate down. So what now? Am I going to lose the house? I don't want to lose the house. Yeah. So this is where creativity comes into play and where you can get very creative with this 203k product is it allows for 110 percent or that 10 percent buffer you can do up to 110 percent so 110 percent of you know the 95,000 appraisal i think is like right around 107 or 108 Mm -hmm. something like that so let's purchase that house right for a hundred thousand yep and let's get a contractor in there to do a makeover let's throw some paint yeah right let's spend three grand and have them paint your whole downstairs now you can just completely revamped it you yep. can make it look any way that you want okay so now you're at a hundred and three thousand mm-hmm. right you're under that hundred and ten percent threshold and you just got to put three and a half percent down wow. of that hundred and three thousand so now what would have been an appraisal issue we just solved that and with, got, with a fantastic process yeah. or product, and you just got your house repainted. Yep. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. Yeah. It's it's really – and that's you know why it's important to have a lender that's knowledgeable is you can get creative with this stuff. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? So many deals fall through because of the appraisals or because of the lack of creativity on certain transactions. Absolutely. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know? The last thing that you want. Um, anything else that you'd like to share? Uh, no, man. I, I really had a lot of fun doing this yeah. today. Um, I would love to help anybody that has more questions. You know, you can always reach me. My cell phone number is 734-646-3076. I'm a 24-7, 365 loan officer. My fiance doesn't necessarily like that, but, <laughs> but I enjoy the job, so I'm never afraid to take phone calls at any time. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, if you ever have any questions, you can give me a call. But otherwise, I, I look forward to doing this again with yeah, you sometime. Man. As do I. I. Really good Thank time. you so much for being on the on the cast today. Uh, again, it's Tim Donner with Ross Mortgage. Uh, we'll make sure to have your information on uh, on the links, um, especially on the podcast. Um, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much. I feel like a lot of value came out of this talk. And, uh, Good. Can't wait to have you on again. So, Absolutely. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Thanks for listening to The Journey On Up with the Ann Arbor Title Guy. If you like our show and want to know more, check out com or leave us a review on iTunes. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at Ann Arbor Title Guy. Thank you so much.